this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Greg. Your guest's name is Dave Horesh, co-founder of Oxford Pennant. Really cool wool pennants. Company is born in Buffalo. Dave talks about the company's origin story, their inflection point, and really what got them to where they are today. They just won some Ignite Buffalo funding, and they're opening a retail location in downtown Buffalo. Super cool episode. One of my favorites. I hope you guys like it. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. All right, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. So for, for those that don't know, what is Oxford Pennant? Oxford Pennant is a designer and manufacturer of wool felt pennants, flags, and banners that is proudly based in Buffalo, New York. So what's the origin story? How did you guys start? <laughs> um, well, uh, it started with a love of the product. So I grew up with pennants in my bedroom, and I know a lot of guys that, that did. And uh, I remember my business partner and I were on a trip together back when we were just friends and not business partners. And we came across a wool felt pennant that was probably from you know like the early 20th century. And I held it up and I said, where would you get this made? And uh, he kind of shrugged his shoulders. And uh, I, I've always been in like screen printing. I, 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 my first job was uh, at a t-shirt shop. And then when I graduated from college, I worked in offset printing and I sold brochures and envelopes. So I've always kind of been involved in manufacturing. So I started digging and trying to figure out if there were companies that were making wool felt pennants. And it looked like, you know, from what I could find online, it looked like most of the pennants that were out there were usually made somewhere else, right? Usually made with a synthetic material and uh, it looked like you know, people were really going for like the lowest possible cost on a product and we thought that it would be great for us to revive something that was like, we always say nostalgic and novel at the same time. So we take something that is that feels like you could find it in your grandfather's attic but we make it brand new and with your company's name on it or your favorite saying or song lyric and uh, we did that five years ago and we've been rolling ever since. This is sort of anecdotal I guess but I kind of feel like the whole nostalgic is kind of, it's almost like in right now, you yeah. know, it's super popular. How mm-hmm. how do you feel like that kind of matched up with the zeitgeist, I guess? Yeah, I, you know, there's probably, like anything in life, I think there's probably a, some combination of knowledge and luck, right? I, right. I, I definitely didn't start this business thinking that I was starting a business. I just wanted to, I actually thought that the way that we would run this business was to sell these things at like the Elmwood Festival of the Arts, we'd make some beer money roll to a bar and like you spend all the money that night. It's right. really, that's like, that was the idea behind the company at first. But you know, I, the interesting thing is that, you know, people often ask us, is this a trend? Uh, and I, you know, at first, if I you'd asked me four years ago, I would have said yes. But the truth is that pennants have been part of American history since the late uh, 19th century. And they've really helped tell the story of America over the last hundred and you know, 30 years or so. And so, because it's been around for 130 years, I'm, I'm more bullish on the company because it didn't disappear in its second year, it continues to grow. So yeah, I mean, it's, maybe we're lucky, but we're, I think we've got something that has some staying power here. Right. I had a, couple, a bunch of pennants that I would, any yeah. garage sale I would go to, I'd try and find some baseball pennants or something. I, I still have like this old school Padres one that I know I have, a couple of really yeah. sweet ones. I think everybody loves them you know yeah it's a simple product you know part of there's i I can tell you like all the history behind it if you ever wanted to know but the the interesting thing with the product is that because it's been so cheap to manufacture you find that a lot of you know companies defunct teams you know events uh they've all kind of had like a pennant associated with them so if you if you come around online or you look for like vintage pennants you can find pennants that commemorate Almost anything, almost anything that happened over the course of the 20th century, which kind of drops off in the 90s as they moved into synthetics. 
What's the brief history, the abridged version, <laughs> of the pennant? It's American ingenuity. So I, some enterprising person, you know, 130 years ago, realized that if you cut it, uh, cut a flag in the shape of a triangle, you could get two flags for the price of making one. Oh, yeah. Just kind of trimmed it in a special way. And, right. uh, you know, that was actually like the first piece of sports memorabilia. So, you know, you go to a Bills or a Sabres game now, and you go into the, like, there's almost a th- nothing you can't buy without the logo on it. But back in the day, you'd walk into the stadium, they'd have a little canister full of little pennants that said Dartmouth or whatever. You'd buy it on a dowel, you'd swing it around, and when you went home after the game, you would pin it to your wall. Um, so it really was, like, the first thing that you could buy. And then, you know, down the line, hats, T-shirts, jerseys, all of that came after the pennant. The pennant was the first way that, that uh, like, sports teams were monetized. Right. And in, in baseball, you try and win the pennant. Right. The American League and National yeah. League pennant. What's this? Do you know the significance of I that? don't. I, my hunch would be that it would that it probably has something to do with like the product's prominence in American history and when baseball came into prominence as well, right? Like there was there was a time where there was no baseball and then there was baseball and it probably synchronized with like a lot of the great things that were happening in America at the time. So I would imagine it was just a cool product to win back in the, in the 1910s and just stuck for 100 years. Right. It's it's cool. It makes yeah. makes it a little bit unique. I also think if you go to if you actually if you go to a couple of uh, of major league stadiums, like I know the Cubs stadium um, right. has pennants that are waving in the wind that they actually move them up and down depending on the standings. So yeah, yeah maybe there's something like you get to wave your flag in the corner yeah. rafters. Yankee Stadium has every team's pennant around the stadium. And yeah, every, every single day they adjust it to the standings. As yeah, well. I think it's so that's great. It's such a it's so funny because like you can pull your phone out now and just see where you know what the standings are, but it's like. Someone's got to climb up that ladder. Yeah, that's somebody's gotta, job. They got to move that Red Sox banner down. Right. Everyone cheers. Yeah. Right. Hopefully the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. As a Yankees fan, hopefully right. the Red Sox are going down. Um, so how do you? So you have this nostalgic and historic product. How have you tackled marketing it? I know your Instagram account's pretty popular, mm-hmm. and it's amazing imagery. Is that kind of the focal point because it's such a, a visible product? Yeah. Um, you know, I one because I come from a sales and marketing background. I'm a partner at a marketing agency called Block Club here in town, which is a branding and strategy agency. I've come from this, you know, and I know how to market products. Um, so it was interesting. Like as we kind of had this nascent idea for our company, um, opportunities would present themselves, and I just couldn't turn off my na- my like natural st- sales instinct to just see it all the way through. So it's like anything else, right? It's like it's all related to like. Somebody reaches out to you and you hold on to that until they say no. So it's all about like good follow-up, making them feel important, like making them feel like you really want their business. Of course, we do want their business, you just make them feel that way. But um, so I think like we, we always say that we want all of our customers to feel like they're our only customer and that's something that, we, that we've done pretty well. And that, that perpetuates marketing, right? So word of mouth is the strongest marketing tool that you can take advantage of. And if you super serve one person and make them feel incredible because they had a wedding pennant made through you, They'll tell five friends. They'll tell ten friends, you know, and those ten friends might think of you the next time you buy something. So, like, yeah, like we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram, and that's a beast that you sort of have to feed on its own. But I think the best marketing is customer service, and that's something that even if we grow to be a huge company someday, I'll never let go of. Hard question. In your Instagram photos, this is just out of personal curiosity. How do you have so many cool knickknacks that you're putting around the flags? to frame it it's uh the most of those so brett if you're listening um (laughs) brett has the largest knickknack collection in america like he's brett's rule is he buys up like anything that he thinks is cool but he never lets himself have a storage unit so that's when he knows that it's gone too far so his apartment is full of like 
records and trinkets and things from bygone eras and a lot of that is actually user generated content content rather um so a lot of times we're just sharing photos that people are taking but whenever we take a photo we usually try to like if we take a buffalo photo we're putting a bill's helmet next to it and a hockey pocket and that sort of stuff bucket of wings right exactly so uh you talked about kind of the staying power of oxford pennant and maybe you know if something slowed or it didn't pick up after a couple years you might have thought it was just like a small blip what do you think the turning point was to more some more permanence and to where you are now five years down the road hmm well, that's a question nobody's ever asked me really I, I guess i've never really thought about the inflection point for the company i think it was interesting i've been over so we recently won this comp this ignite buffalo competition we were one of top two three top winners and as a result of that i've you know i've just been i wanted to speak to a lot of the people that i trust in business and uh wanted to get like FaceTime with my banker and my, my, a couple of my advisors and people who have built really strong businesses in manufacturing just to figure out like what am I onto here and how do I spend this money properly so that it supports the company and potentiates the next level of growth. And one common theme that comes up is that it never really feels like, like it, in most businesses, some businesses have that, that thing that happens that catapults them. But the truth is that when you're constantly striving for the next thing, you reach that goalpost and then the goalposts just move back. There's never one moment, not only in business, but in life where you just pop champagne and you're like, we're done. We did everything that we can do and we achieved right. our goal. Right. Um, we have some huge moments that have happened in our company. We've made, we've set up uh, uh, pennant programs with brands like Adidas and now Adidas carries Oxford pennant in their stores. If you go to fifth, their Fifth Avenue flagship store in New York, you'll find Oxford pennant. Um, we've made pennants for bands like Fish and Wilco, which are like personal favorites of mine. But every time that that sort of thing happens, you're so focused on actually like shipping the order and getting it right and quality control that it gets out, the invoice is paid, and then you know the next then the next thing comes up. So there's there really hasn't been a time to um, breathe and reflect and say we've made it. We still don't feel like we've made it. And maybe you know when you look back, maybe this ignite buffalo, uh, you know money that you just won might turn out to be an inflection point, and I did want to talk about that, so can you tell people that maybe don't know something about the competition, what it was, and what the process was like? Yeah, so the competition was a uh, collaboration between Facebook, uh, M&T, and 43 North here in Buffalo. Um, Facebook, uh, there was a typical Buffalo connection, there's a guy named David Jakubowski, who is a native Buffalonian, who's an executive at Facebook, who was a 43 North judge last year, and they kind of, the people from 43 North kept the uh, conversation alive. And David advocated for this business competition that uh, Facebook would fund. So Facebook came in and did this awesome community boost program um, where they, they taught small businesses like how to optimize Facebook and Instagram and how to make the most of, of tools so that you can grow your business, which is quite true. But as a, an additional element to all of that, um, they gave a million dollars that was split 27 ways between 27 small businesses in the eight counties of Western New York. So... Uh, yeah, so the business, they, they, I guess they, have, they received almost 500 applications. They narrowed to a field of, of 50 semifinalists. Then we went in and pitched in person. Of those semifinalists, uh, 27 were selected to win a minimum prize. And then there was sort of a progressive like jackpot thing that was available. And um, we pitched on stage at ECC on June 11th. And we were selected as one of the top three winners for the top prize of $100,000. That's awesome. And I know at that live pitching event at ECC, Talk a little bit about the environment because I've I've heard people talk about it, the emotion in the room from a lot of the winners and it, this type of money can be life changing for a, a company. Yeah, know? yeah, it's funny. I so I've gone to Forty Three North every year. I love Forty Three North. It's I think it's it's like the Super Bowl for business in Buffalo, and I in my mind's eye I didn't know that um, 
I didn't kind of I didn't know what the room was going to look like. So in my mind's eye, I kept thinking that I was going to be in a full house at Shays, pitching my business idea on stage to you know thousands of people. And when I walked into the room, I was quite relieved that it was just a large conference hall that had like 500 seats in it, right. which was full. Um, but I, I had less anxiety because I sort of envisioned that I would be on you know the big stage with the only you know, microphone on me. Um, yeah, so um, I really you know I wanted. I really wanted to put my best foot forward. If even if we didn't win a top prize, if we were going to be on stage, I wanted to make sure that like even if we didn't win the top prize, that people would come away with a positive uh, emotion about Oxford Pennant. So I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced. And I um I actually I had a my wife had our first baby on June 11th. So like I she let me sleep in the guest room for a couple of nights so I could get a full night's sleep. Wow, congratulations! She, I love you, Faye. <laughs> and uh, thank you. And um, so you know, when you think through the entire thing, you can't help but think like, well, what if I win? What am I, how am I going to respond? And uh, I, you know, I sort of imagine like, am I going to am I going to cry? Am I going to look at my like, see my parents across the room and have this big moment? And when Bill Maggio announced our name, I, you can see on my face, I just kind of like I got this big grin on my face, and I'm I I just said to myself like, what? Us? Right. We uh, we won this thing. You know, I was just sort of in awe of it all. So I was overjoyed, don't get me wrong, but um, I just was, I was more surprised because I, all the other businesses that were there were so, were so talented. Um, and there were so many people that had like great stories that are, that have done more than we've done. And it, like, it was very humbling, you know, it's sort of, I was surprised that we were selected as one of the winners. So that affords you a lot more room to, to grow and grow the company. I know you're, is it's either open or you're working on opening a retail spot in downtown Buffalo? Yeah. Open or opening? Opening, open. yeah. When's so, that? Uh, well, if you would have asked me in April, I would have said June. And now that we're in August, I'm going to tell you September. Okay. So we're, uh, it's like anything when you build That's it out. Up. you It just takes longer and you want to make sure that it's right. So right now we're aiming to get the, the store open the uh, week after Labor Day. Uh, okay. If you've ever spent any time in downtown Buffalo on Labor Day weekend, you're like the only person on the street. So we're going to do the following week. And um, yeah, we're open at 731 Main Street and the, it'll be our flagship store. We have a really cool combination of uh, our full catalog of like 140 SKUs of Oxford pennants. We're gonna be selling framed vintage pennants on the walls, which are, we've got an awesome selection. We've got like every Buffalo pennant that we could buy. And we're also getting into like, we're doing like reclaimed vintage denim jackets and um, chenille patches and things like that. So it should be a pretty cool shop. So you do sales, you mentioned Adidas, and obviously you ship all across the country, and you know you you created the company in Buffalo, but why was it important to you to actually have a brick and mortar presence in the city rather than just stick with online sales? It's funny, I, it's a good question. Um, I think it would have been easy for us to do so. I think no matter what, I think people lament the death of retail. I said this during my presentation, but everybody's like, oh, retail's over, right? The malls are closing, and I don't think that retail is dead. I think that retail is being forced to adapt. And we've had multiple pop-ups at our offices, actually, that we've had over the years. And every time we've run a pop-up, we've done something wild and experiential. Like the first, in 2017, in May of 2017, we opened a pop-up that had uh, $10,000 worth of houseplants in it. So the whole space was just totally covered in greenery that you could buy. And it, I think it was like, it, I don't think, I, I've never been in a shop like that, but we wanted to have something that was really, you know, mind blowing and frankly looked pretty cool on Instagram. Then um, when we opened up, uh, we had a, uh, an eight day holiday pop-up that we just kind of whipped together last year. We bought a 1971 snowmobile and set up a snowmobile, a, a, a photo booth in the middle of our store. So not only could you buy pennants and t-shirts and 
Christmas gifts, but you could also get, like, you could sit on this snowmobile. There was this, like, really tacky Christmas scene behind it. And you can get your photo taken and printed and emailed to you. And so, to me, like, I'm a big believer that, like, I think retail is hard, don't get me wrong, but um, I think that we have a really cool opportunity to, to build a company that continues to, like, try new things. And I think experiential is really important to that. Um, I think that we could always be a company that makes a clever pen and posts about it on Instagram. But I think it's really important that as a brand grows, that there is one location in the world that people can go to and see the purest version of your vision for that business. Um, and it's, it's exciting. Like you get to you select the decor, you buy the paint, you pick the paint colors out, you do it all yourself. And somebody walks in and they like, if you can get them to instantly recognize what your brand is about and what you stand for, there's like no better feeling in the world as a, as a business to consumer business. Yeah, and that, that sounds like you're making it worth the time to come to the store rather than just be online. You know, there's a unique experience. It's not just, you know, give me money, I'll give you a pennant. There's yeah. some more to it. Yeah, and I think that because we have, you know, we have a lot of Instagram followers. And it's a lot of people that follow us on Instagram really like our brand. And, like, I'm forever grateful for that. Because of that, when people pass through Buffalo and they follow us on Instagram, they seek us out. And over the years, we've had people call our office and say, I'd like to come in and buy a pennant. And we've had nothing, to, you can't come in, right? It's, this isn't an office for you to come to. And uh, I think the, the, the point where I realized that we really needed a retail store was when um, there was this woman named Carrie. She had followed us on Instagram. She reached out and said she was passing through Buffalo. She's like, I don't care. I'm coming to your shop. I don't care what's inside of it. I love your brand. And she showed up and she, she runs a farm in a town called George Washington, George comma Washington, right? So she's in Washington State. And she was driving from Washington to Philadelphia and she made a detour in Buffalo to visit Oxford Pennant. And um, I, what could I do? I had to say yes. I said, come on in. And she brought us food from her farm. She brought us wine and she brought us a 20 pound bag of potatoes. And she just said, I just wanted to see where all of this happens. And I don't know, it's I, like, it's, it's, I think it's easy to go in the direction of being like really proud of yourself to have fans like that, but you almost feel like you have to service people like that, where you've, you've, you've created this thing that excites people, and you don't want to let them down when they actually seek you out. So I would really, I would love it if people came to visit us now, because now I can bring them in and I can give them the cold brew, and I can give them a, a, a beer if that's what they want, and we can talk penance, and they can see the brand, and I'm, I'm, I just, I'm like overjoyed that we can finally do that. Right. That's super exciting. That's awesome. So what do you think about Buffalo specifically as a, as a city and region helped your company and why, why is it beneficial for companies? Um, I, I, Oxford Pennant doesn't exist if we're not in Buffalo. It's, it's that simple. Why is that? Because I, I wouldn't, I don't think, my wife was actually at Boston College when I started at Oxford Pennant and I, I, she had like six months ahead of her before she graduated. So I knew that when she, she was my girlfriend at the time, but I knew that I wasn't going to want to work on a business when I had my, my girlfriend who, like, who I had a long distance relationship with was going to move back to Buffalo and we were going to want to go to Food Truck Tuesday and you know, to walk the dog and all of that. So I knew that it was like now or never while she was at school. If I'm going to start a business, I better do it now. I better try something you know, before the clock runs out. And I just don't think that at that time, that we, if, if we had been in Boston, for example, we couldn't have afforded the real estate we couldn't have accessed people in business to find out where to get things cut and sewn to, so that we could get prototypes made up. Um, you know, we, I know a screen printer. And I think that like the, the, the level of community within Buffalo that was instantly available to me as somebody who just lives in the city and pays attention to what's going on really potentiated the success of the business at an early, at an early time in its history. Um, so when we ended up getting, you know, we ended up renting our storefront. We, we were subtenants to 
a storefront on Elmwood. The store is called Row, and they have a little shop in the back. And we paid three hundred dollars a month for rent because we needed a place to ship packages out of. If we're in Manhattan, if we're in San Francisco, three hundred dollars for rent will get you four hours. You know, it's not enough money. Right. But we were able to be a young business that like made mistakes as we went along and sort of earned our way into being a real business because of the network that was available and because of the the low cost of living here. Yeah, it lengthens your runway. Yeah. For and to, um, it's my podcast. I'm going to talk more. Go so for it. you're the guest. <laughs> um, the title's going to say Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sorry if I'm hogging the conversation. Not at all. You know, whenever anybody asks us about the value of Buffalo to our brand, I always share this story. Uh, we we um, we've been doing business since 2014 with this brand out of Philadelphia called United by Blue. Great brand. They donate a, a, a portion of their proceeds every year goes to cleaning up the world's waterways and like removing plastic and making water clean again. And we've, we've been making pennants for them for a really long time. So we started running these pop-ups and they invited us to their store in New York City to run this shop-in-shop shop where they let us pull out a section of their store in, uh, in the Soho neighborhood of New York and just dedicate it to Oxford Pennant. And the whole thing was set up where we would have, we invited all of our clients from New York City to come by and meet us. We had special product that we were releasing that night and we invited everybody that we knew. I invited all my Facebook friends that, I, that had ever even been to New York and it's like, <laughs> if you want to come, it'd be great to have you. And... We had an awesome reply list. A lot of people said that they were gonna come. So the event was set to start at 5.30 p.m. and at four o'clock the skies opened. And it was, you remember in Forrest Gump where he talks about the sideways rain? Yeah. It was sideways right. rain down the streets of New York. It was like a monsoon was passing through the city. And we just shrugged our shoulders and said, we have, well, at least we have like a case of beer that we can get through, but we just wait for the night to end because we didn't expect anybody to show up. And little by little, people started coming into the store. and. Whenever somebody would ask them that worked at United by Blue, how did you find out about the event? They said, I'm from Buffalo. So like, think about that. It's not like I love, I like United by Blue or I was in the neighborhood or I like Oxford Pennant. Their answer was I'm from Buffalo. And to me, like I, the, the story is actually giving me chills right now just thinking about it because we had a store that ultimately had probably 60 or 70 people in it over the course of an evening and 80% of them had showed up just because we were their hometown brand. And I, it's like, it's stunning to me. My jaw hits the floor whenever I tell that story. Right. That's incredible. That's the that's what Buffalo is all about. Yeah. So, what do you think gave you the entrepreneurial bug specifically? Not just, you know, the idea for Oxford Pennant, but just entrepreneurship, the courage to open your own business. Um, I, there's probably two. No, there's three people that I could that I could attribute it to. The first is the first are my parents, so my mother and my father. My dad is an immigrant. My dad came to this country with nothing, and he, my dad actually didn't even speak English. He's, he came here from Israel in the seventies and uh, started. He opened an auto garage because he knew how to fix. He actually was in the Israeli army fixing tanks, and he knew that he could fix cars. So he opened up a. He got the cheapest garage that he could get, and he just fixed people's cars back in the seventies and eighties. And he just he ground himself down. Every he earned every single dollar. Um, and he built a nice life for us as a result of it. And I just, and then my mother owned a heating and air conditioning business that for 30 years. And you know, I would go to the business with her and she'd give me 15 bucks to wash the trucks or 30 bucks to, you know, bend metal or something that she needed done that day. And um, the third person is Patrick Finan. And Patrick's my partner at Block Club. And I, before I started uh, working for Patrick in 2011, um, I hadn't really thought about starting a business. It was never really, you know, it wasn't something that I thought I wanted to do because I watched my parents suffer for so long. But Patrick just made it seem, he had such clarity of vision on what he wanted to do with his own business. And whenever he had an idea, he would just execute and see how it went. And I thought that that was so refreshing. I'd never seen anybody just 
come up with something in, a, in, a, in an office and then say, all right, let me look into it. And two weeks later, like the thing is actually in practice. Um, and I, I just thought like, well, that's easy. I, like I could, I could do that. You know, if it's easy for him, I bet I could do that. So yeah, it's like, it's hard work. And then being able to watch somebody in front of you succeed. Right. What, how available have mentors been to you in Buffalo? Uh, I've, I, 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 very much so. I, I, there's almost a, I, there's not somebody that I couldn't get in touch with if I wanted to. Right. That's probably, that's probably attributed to my, you know, seven years in the business community working at Block Club and calling on businesses and meeting people and talking to boards and things like that. There's, I'm, you know, it's, everyone says Buffalo is a large living room. So, you know, you're a, de- a degree or two connected from, uh, disconnected from people that you want to speak with. Um, but people are enthusiastic about our brand. Um, even people who are like deeply respected in business, who I have no business being in a room with, <laughs> want to know what what's our story and how can I help. Right. Um, I you know, it, it's 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 really remarkable. It makes it makes the company feel like it really has a, a fighting chance to become a global brand, because the people here that have created global brands are excited as excited about our brand as they are about their own. So I, it's it's it's, it, it's been incredible. It's hard to overstate how much Buffalo has contributed to our success. So we recently ordered uh, a big a shipment of Oxford pennants. We have one in the room with us, and my Oxford pennant socks were dirty today, so I could not wear them. But that was cool to get the pair of socks, and there's some stickers and stuff mm-hmm. included in the shipment box. Um, I read in an article that you were interviewed in, kind of your answer to this question, but I wanted on record for our podcast why you know, throw those kind of cool things in as, as part of the delivery? Um, Brett and I, when we started the company, you know, Brett and I are both, music was always a really big part of the company. Uh, it, it still kind of is. Like, Brett, my business partner and I met because he was a temp at a job at, at Block Club when I was transitioning out of a role and into a promotion, and I had to train him as a temp to do what I was doing. And we went on this road trip together, and the first thing we bonded over was the fact that he and I both loved Ryan Adams, um, and still do to this day. But I, I love music. My house was always full of music growing up. Brett was in bands. And one thing that I remember was that back when I used to order CDs and cassettes when I was eight or nine from, what were they called? Like Atlantic? You know, they're like these mail order, buy 10 CDs for a penny. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, you'd get this sort of stuff. You'd get like stacks of CDs or you'd order something from a band and the band would send you a CD and you'd open it up and it would have stickers and patches in it. And you'd be more excited about the stickers and patches than the CD itself. So you'd, it's like you put the CD in the player and you're sort of looking at the patches and you pull the sticker off and you put it on your, your dresser or something like that. I loved that. I knew that the CD was coming, but when the, when the package showed up, it was all this other stuff that made me love the, the, the band. And so I, I still to this day, I can think back to like what my dresser and my cabinets looked like at home because I just had like every sticker I ever got was on the sides of them, even though I would exhaust those albums within two, three months of getting them. So... Yeah, maybe there's like maybe there's even a little bit of music in our brand. It's it's stuff that I, I always try to bring in things that I valued when I admired brands into my brand. It's what makes me excited to work on it every day. Well, it's worked really well. Everybody loves your brand. I love your brand. Um, so congratulations on everything and the Ignite Buffalo thing recently. Thank you. It's great. Thanks. Uh, before I let you go, I have a few quick, hard-hitting Blizzard Round questions. Blizzard Round. Are you ready? Yes. I have to answer these quickly? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can take say, a beat, but then I'll answer. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? 
Chunky Monkey. Book or a TV show that you would recommend? Uh, Big Little Lies. Text or phone call? Text. Bills or Sabres? Bills. Hiking or skiing? Skiing. And chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Uh, drumstick. All right, that was a tough one. <laughs> no, that one, I had to think about that one for a second. All right. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. This is great. Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.